Welcome to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tattooing Network. You must unlearn what you have learned. Your source for the latest Legion news, opinion, and analysis. You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. John Archiquette. Will somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way? Matt Turner. I'm not afraid. And Joshua Gray. You will be. What's going on, Outriders? You're back with the Legion Outrider podcast with John and Matt. We got no Josh here today. What happened? I think uh, after last week, you know, he went on his little rant, and I don't know if uh, FFG sent a uh, hit squad out after him, or <laughs> <laughs> or if he just decided he was done. Now. He's actually uh, he's working his other job tonight. Oh, I was hoping we were probably just sending him out to adjust the settings on his shot collar. So. <laughs> We sent him to the nearest Radio Shack, yeah, which is probably in what, Alaska, yeah. <laughs> next to the Blockbusters. <laughs> hey, I still got my card somewhere, I think. <laughs> I probably still have some late fees somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. Oh, God. we got some good stuff to talk about today, this week. Uh, we're going to do a little recap from the May the 4th celebrations that Matt got to experience. We'll take a look at some new Star Wars news, and of course, today is the day that the snowtroopers are officially on the streets. Wahoo! Or the, the snowbanks, wherever. Depending on what part of the world you're in. Not here. No. No, we hit triple digits this week. Ugh. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to drag out about weather talk. But (laughs) yeah, for those who are just turning to the podcast for the first time, we're based here in uh, Las Vegas, and it's the desert. Yeah. So no snowtroopers here. Known for our hockey. Yeah, known for our (laughs) hockey. Oh, yeah. Hockey Town USA. (laughs) So, yeah, we uh, we made it to the Western Conference Finals in our first year, and uh, I'm pretty stoked about it. And you actually identified the fact that it's hockey, not, you know... Ice hockey? Yeah, I mean, uh, field hockey? I, I'm just confused. No, I think you guys have drilled it home well enough. And uh, nothing kills a joke like reiterating, reiterating it too many times. You're right. So, uh, yeah. But Josh is getting refitted for his uh, restraining bolt because we haven't, killed, we, haven't, we haven't beaten that joke to the ground yeah, yet. I'll, I'll try to carry the show in his stead and be all grumpy. And But and, you, we, have, we actually have you here in person now for those of you guys who aren't uh, aware. You know, he was, we thought he was a droid last week. And, uh, nope, he's, he's back in the flesh. Yay, made it back. Unless you're a, repl- a replica, which we haven't tested it out yet. Well, if you disappear into the desert somewhere, I guess we'll know. <laughs> but no, I feel good. Well, that's good. <laughs> I mean, other than the fact that uh, you came back with a little little sniffle, huh? Oh man, yeah. Uh, you, you, all the souvenirs cost money at Disney World, except for the smiles and the SARS virus or whatever it is <laughs> I end up picking up over there—the bird flu. So how was it, though? How, how was the overall experience? Because we talked to you right before you were heading yeah, out for the yeah. Star Wars After Dark. No, I, we had a good time. It was really cool. Uh, we got some little badges and uh, little swag bag things that they gave us. And basically, they, they kept the park open till 1 a.m., so it bridged the gap from May the 3rd into May the 4th. Uh, there were some exclusive items to get a hold of. Uh, some of them pretty cool. I tried to get the ATS, uh, ATAT <laughs> the popcorn, popcorn bucket. buckets, but they only had a one station, and it was sold out by the time I got there. What? So, yeah, I was I was pretty bummed about that. But uh, overall, it was really good. They had a lot of picture opportunities kind of sprinkled around the park. They had the big line to uh, get the merchandise. Uh, and, uh, the unfortunate part was anything that was like Star Wars-related it was like an hour and a half, two hour line, like literally oh, wow. just to get your pictures taken. You there was a line around the block for like R two D two and C three PO. Even the Ewoks was over an hour, and I was like, 
What do you mean wow. even the Ewoks? Even the Ewok, especially the Ewoks. Especially okay, the, there, okay. Thank you. Yeah, I'll make you. I was, I, I was like, is that coffee I smell? I was say, <laughs> do they have any of their famous coffee? Yeah, no, no, not even that. So we stood in line to get the merchandise. So we got some of the little uh, exclusive. They had a, the, 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 was it the die cast series that they have okay. exclusively of Disneyland? They had Darth Vader with his helmet off, which was really cool. Got you know, got all my t-shirt shopping done for the year nice. and uh, all that. But uh, it was really cool. They had uh, some preview art up for the the Edge of the Galaxy land. Basically, is coming to Star Wars land. Uh, they actually inserted it in Star Tours. That was cool. But basically, after we got tired of standing in line and seeing all the lines, we just used it as an excuse to go on all the uh, like the Indiana Jones and Hyperspace Mountain. They reconverted it to that with all the Admiral Akbar speeches because those were basically walk-on because everybody else was in line for pictures. Oh, really? So the rides were pretty much empty? Yeah, yeah. So they, oh, nice. It, it was packed for that stuff, but... Uh, yeah, it was kind of a bummer because we found out all the stuff we were stood in line for the merchandise. It was all available the next day, anyways. Oh, really? But, uh, yeah. The only thing that sold out was those those popcorn the popcorn buckets. buckets. Yeah, because apparently everyone listens to our podcast, and they were all trying to you know jump on the supply. Yes, from the time that it got published and all that, I'm sure they had time to act on that. But uh, it was a good time. Uh, I don't know if I'll go next year. Uh, the, definitely, some people were voicing their complaints about the waiting uh, over, but you know. Make they, lemonade with it, I guess. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, get on the rides that you usually have to wait over an hour for. See, like, that, to me, that would have been the best part. Yeah. yeah. I can get pictures of the Chewbacca anytime I want. It's called taking a selfie. Uh. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, I would much rather just, you know, Oh, is that the Chewbacca the with the duck lips that I saw? <laughs> oh, that's horrible. You're a monster. Oh, God. But you think the... Uh, Overall, it was a yeah. Cool oh, they also had a little parade with Phasma and the First Order troops, and they had like little voiceovers going with. Uh, they were looking for a rebel, and they heard he was over in Tomorrowland or something, and they would march around, and it was pretty cool. They'd interact with the audience as they did the, the little march of the First Order thing. Uh, they did that a couple of times. That was kind of cool. The uh, the costumes are really top notch, as you expect. Sure, yeah. And uh, yeah, whoever they got in the uh, phasma outfit was uh, suitably tall, so that was pretty cool. Well, that's good. Uh, and then the rest of the night, there was a DJ doing various stars, Star Wars mixes on the uh, on the ones and twos. So. <laughs> was he was he dressed up in character? Uh, no, he had some kind of sort uh, like a checkered Disney suit or something like oh, that. Okay. A, a DJ something or other. I don't know. <laughs> Didn't really pay attention. It was kind of fun though. Nice. Well, it's probably an event that uh, at some point I want to check out. But yeah, know, maybe, maybe the lines, next year. The lines are pretty crazy. Yeah, maybe I'll wait. I'll wait till the, at least till the actual theme park opens up. Oh yeah, that's gonna be big. So you had that, and then uh, you brought back your your SARS virus. Yeah, for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I got that, and hopefully, finally, just kicking it. I've loaded myself up with every vitamin and Dayquil that I could find to get me through uh, this, at least. But. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it, it always seems when you travel someplace where there's a bunch of people with uh, viruses and uh, influenzas that you're not accustomed to, you and end up picking up something. It's kids, come on. Oh, <laughs> God, yeah. Just keep we, away from me, you grubby filth mongers. <laughs> like dirty Jawas. So you still made it back in time last weekend for our tournament that we had. Yeah, so. yeah. We I, I zoomed home because we, we had the, uh, the May the Sith or the Revenge of the Fifth uh, event. Yep. For that Saturday, where it was, uh, we were giving a whack at doubles, so I, I was able to sit in on that and 
unfortunately, nobody needed a partner. Well, maybe fortunately, because I was really out of it that day. But uh, <laughs> I was able to watch you guys play some games. And you, you paired up with Josh. How'd yeah. that, how'd that yeah, go? Yeah, Josh. I mean, th- despite the fact that we just have this, you know, absolute disparity in our... <laughs> our moral uh, existence you know <laughs> yeah. he kept you know giving me dirty looks and calling me a dirty you know terrorist but, oh yeah because you but, were the only uh mixed faction one the, we the, were yeah uh, no, actually no no um jo- uh, john and nib I think his name neb? Was? Neb? oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Neb, yeah. Uh-huh. they were uh they were also a mixed faction it was, oh, okay. was kind of funny because they were our first match that we played against and it was almost a mirror match oh really uh, they okay. ran one atst and uh well it's you know rebel Rebel and uh, Imperial uh-huh. both combined. Uh, they had one ATST. We had one ATST. Um, we I ran was... Veers and Luke yeah. for the commanders. So overall, it was it was it was close, and and it came down to a very you know very close point count to see who ended up winning yeah. the game. So Josh and I uh, won that one, and uh, the second game I had to duck out a little early. So I didn't get to because it was to your end. birthday. It was my birthday. Yeah. I had previously scheduled engagements. <laughs> you had to go meet up with the pleasure barge and uh, <laughs> sail about. Yeah. So I'm not sure how that, how that one ended up finishing out. Uh, I think Josh lost it. So I'm going to go ahead. Yeah, and... I'm sure he didn't know what to do with all those uh, filthy terrorists and just send them forward <laughs> to die. It's, you know, it's a, it's a great responsibility, and uh, <laughs> I think he can handle it. But. Um, <laughs> one of the one of the things with with running the, that tournament was we had the the first time we actually run Grand Army. Yeah, so yeah, it was eight hundred point lists for both players, and uh, I had scheduled about three hours. You know, not really running like a death clock or anything, but trying to keep it to about three hours. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody really finished a game though. Yeah, Maybe, we weren't even really yeah. that close uh, that first game that we did. Um, I think part of the part of the difficulty was. When you go into it with 1,600 points of your own army, you at least know the role that each unit's supposed to perform. Mm-hmm. And I think you have an idea of how you want to deploy. And the deployment itself, I think that took the longest. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, people are like, oh, are we starting clocks? I was like, I started clocks like 15 minutes ago. What are you guys <laughs> talking about? And they're like, oh, we just finished deploying. I was like, oh, ca- holy cow. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it took us about 45 minutes just to deploy. Yeah. And because of the fact that your deployment areas don't really get any bigger. Right. Um, you're, you're expanding six inches per side. Yeah, so you're playing on the six by four instead of the six by three. Exactly. So you're you're adding six or six inches of depth mm-hmm. to your side, but that doesn't always equate to a larger deployment area, because yeah. very few times you just deploy on your edge. Yeah. No. When you're literally doubling the size of or the amount of models you're putting on the table maybe having a larger deployment zone is necessary. But you know, it definitely gathers some good data from this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think I'd do 800 points again per side, maybe scale it down to like 500, 600. That, I think would be better. Yeah. Even even 400, I think would be okay. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. But it, having, having the partners fun, I mean, that's definitely enjoyable. I don't think it adds too well, much. Well, that was the, the point, time. you know, yeah. just to have some fun and, you know, goof around with a, another buddy as you play Star Wars. But mm-hmm. But it also definitely makes apparent how some of those scenarios do not translate well to that type of format. Um, the first game we had the battle lines and uh, breakthrough uh-huh. scenario, oh, yeah. which is okay. of course the the you know getting your enemies wide table with and, the wide, yeah. yeah wide table and get your guys to the end zone <laughs> if you want to break <laughs> into football terms that's the way I would think of it and um, because it's very hard to get the game to actually go six rounds yeah. You're not going to get any, you know, we didn't have anybody that could even advance that far. 
I think we made it through three rounds in that uh, that three-hour time period. Yeah, I think if you're going to do a full Grand Army, you just need to schedule the entire day. Like, this is what we're doing today. So yeah. treat it like a game of Apocalypse or something sure, like that exactly. for 40K. Yeah, so it, it, it doesn't exactly – it plays well, but it doesn't translate time-wise to being the same. And I don't feel like Legion is as, as killy as 40K can be. Oh, sure. So Yeah, especially in 8th edition. Y- no. Yeah, Yeah, so when we had, you know – some of these units out there, we had like, you know, I don't remember how many exactly stormtrooper units Josh had, but I had five rebel, you know, rebel troop units. So I think we maybe yeah, had at we, least four or five. Yeah. So I think we had about 10, 10 core units out there. Yeah. And you get those guys in cover and they're, it's just tough. It's hard yeah. to get enough <laughs> dice to actually pick them up, you know? And, you know, you're throwing a few ATSTs in there and, it, uh, you know, it does some damage, but it's not enough to really just make a huge difference in that shorter period of time. So, yeah, we learned some good things about it. Uh, it was a, definitely a fun event. Um, you know, threw out a few, a few fun, uh, fun little angles you, uh, you threw out there for us. Like one... Oh, yeah, we were doing alternate objectives to win, like, store credit and stuff from the entry. But, yeah, so uh, we, had, we had one of them that was the first person to have their teammate lose their commander. Yeah, that was yeah. the second scenario. It was... Uh, teaching the Sith about betrayal. Only two there are, but yeah. invariably somebody's going to get betrayed because you no, don't want to stay the apprentice it's a forever. Great, it's a great thematic <laughs> uh, thing, and as soon as as soon as soon you announce that, Josh looks at me, and I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you knew exactly what was going to be happening. <laughs> I'm like, trying to position okay. you in a disadvantageous uh I mean, the man situation. already thinks like a Sith. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's all you needed to do is just, like, reward him for his natural evil thoughts. Oh, well, that, I mean, in the spirit of the event. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, and then I let him take control of my army, so I mean, I, I wouldn't have been shocked if he just threw Luke, Luke to the wolves anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, we'll send troops. It'll be fine. You'll, you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Don't worry, Luke. Go out there. We got your back. We'll, we'll cover you. <laughs> way, way back. So what kind of Star Wars, Star Wars news do we have going on? Oh, wow. Uh, there's, well, there's some exciting stuff from Fantasy Flight, obviously. Um, we got uh, spoilers on, some more spoilers on Leia. Um, at Star Wars itself, though, uh, actually tonight, you know, within a few hours of recording this right now, they're doing the red carpet premiere for the Solo movie. Oh, yeah, that's so, right. So I can't wait to see what uh, some reviews are on that. But uh, for those that are tuning it in tonight, I'm, I'm probably going to try to catch a bit of it tonight, uh, the red carpet. But uh, that should be pretty cool. Uh, also, there is a rumor going about of a Obi-Wan uh, movie going into pre-production that's supposed to be scheduled for shooting here in spring of 19. So I feel like that's been the, the rumored movie being thrown away. Start shooting in spring of 19. Yeah, start shooting. Okay. So they're, they're doing pre-production at Pinewood Studios and ILM in London. Uh, doing all the artwork and getting things staged, but okay. they haven't actually started shooting yet. I, I don't think they've even announced cast or anything from what I could see, but uh, that that could be really cool. Hopefully, Ewan McGregor will come back for uh, to reprise his role of what what was Obi Wan doing on Tatooine that entire time, other than well, I, sitting yeah. around. I'd like to see what time period they're going to set this in. Yeah, could, could it be you know pre Episode One, you know before Qui Gon Jinn? When maybe you know Obi Wan got discovered as being force sensitive or something like that, or you know, I, I think the time period you talked about would be the most interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a giant blank, so yeah. uh, th- they definitely have some room to n- maneuver with. I think the only real reference in film has been via Rebels when he had the altercation with Darth Maul, but uh, really cool episode. 
So yeah, I mean, you figure there's probably about you know a good what thirty year time span they have to work with. Yeah, more or less. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. twenty years. Really, but yeah, yeah, twenty years. Yeah, however old yeah. Luke was. But uh, uh, other than that, uh, if you didn't catch it last Saturday, uh, Saturday Night Live, they had uh, Don Glover on there, and it was pretty awesome. If you got it on Hulu, definitely worth a watch. Donald Glover, he's so hot right now. He's so hot right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. The music video is releasing, and uh, he did an awesome job on there. Of course, there was some Star Wars related material on the the. SNL, but uh, yeah, yeah I want to check that out. He's having uh, arguably like the biggest week in the world right now. Oh, uh, perfectly timed. Uh, yeah. Whoever his publicist or he himself came up with, it was a perfect storm of like, here's Donald Glover up in your face. Exactly. Yeah. And if you hadn't heard of him already. <laughs> and we, we, we've been, you know, kind of touting him throughout our talk about uh, the Solo movie, but oh, like, yeah. even if the movie is going to be terrible, it's like, it's. Donald Glover is Lando Calrissian. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a that's a win win. Yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to, to that, and yeah, we'll see what happens at the uh, the premiere tonight. You never know if there might be some some big surprises that are released, or have they have they started announcing any reviews for the movie at all yet? No, that's what I'm expecting. Maybe tomorrow we'll start seeing them. They might have some sort of blackout, but I have not heard anything yet. Okay. Uh, but hopefully uh, soon, and I'm I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I'm cautiously optimistic i yeah for from where i was like six months ago when i was like oh this is going to be a stinker i am <laughs> really yeah like i said I'm, I'm really hoping that this is going to turn out to be successful yeah i was a little scared when we started getting closer and closer to the release date you know we we're six months out and we hadn't seen anything on it yeah no trailers yeah. no posters no nothing and that didn't bode well but no I think now that we're starting to see you know, a full press from Disney yeah. on getting this out there. Yeah, this will be really interesting, especially for Ron Howard, because so much of the movie, I think, is basically taking place. From when he came in, uh, This there was an article that came out a few weeks ago from an unnamed actor that was on the set. And uh, the previous directors, I believe, uh, they were out of their depth, basically, is what okay. it came down to. People sensed that they were unsure, so they were unsure what they were supposed to be doing. It was just uh, chaos. Uh, and then Ron Howard came in, and they said, uh, to paraphrase, basically, it was just a ripple of calm, just kind of going through, because he's such an experienced and you know, Absolutely. dedicated well director. Absolutely, well-respected with yeah. the industry. No, I, I do love his work, so I'm, I'm really hoping. And they were saying that it wasn't so much a problem with the script or the actors, that it was pretty much just somebody calling the shots. Well, and that's, you know, sometimes you need, you know, a head coach out there to, yeah. to kind of organize the troops and, and get everyone together. Um, I don't know if you watch uh, Arrested Development at all. Not you, so much, okay. but, uh, I mean, outside of meme formats, but uh, why? They're... I'll post the link to our Facebook page, but there is a preview that... Because Ron Howard is the voice of Arrested Development. Right. He does all the, the narration and stuff, and he's phenomenal at it. And he did a recap of all of the Star Wars original trilogy in the style of Arrested Development. Oh, boy. Using some of their running jokes and stuff like that, incorporating <laughs> it into Star Wars. It's amazing. It's like a, like a down and dirty, like, this is what happens in Star Wars, basically, from... It's about five minutes long. But it's definitely worth a watch. There's always money in the Jakku joke stand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Sometimes, sometimes I think you need to pre-write these jokes. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. But no, put, put that no, up because I'd be interested to uh, <laughs> listen in on that. Yay, Ron Howard. Oh, uh, all right. So, Hobby Talk. We kind of skipped over to Hobby Talk last week because we had so many other things to talk about. Oh, yeah. But um, 
We're going to get back into it this week because with the release of the Snowtroopers, which dropped today officially, and uh, we got the box right here, and yeah. i got to say the models are, are really nice looking. Yeah, uh, they came basically packaged the same way the Stormtroopers did, so they've all got their own little Ziploc-y envelopes and whatnot with uh, all the bits in there, but uh, they look pretty keen. And I'll tell you what, like, I know we talked about this before, but I'm currently working on building a, a 40k army for somebody, and... Having to go back to using sprues and clipping things off of sprues. <laughs> You've oh. been spoiled that quickly? Wow. Ugh, yeah. I just think, oh, I don't want to have to use his tweezers. You've forgotten your heritage, young yeah, Padawan. Exactly. So so it's nice to go back to seeing these Legion kits that are actually already cut out of sprues for you. Uh, but one of the things I want to talk about with the, with the hobby talk is how to paint the snowtroopers in a different way than the storm the snow, uh, stormtroopers. Uh-huh. Because... White, we already know white's a difficult thing to paint, but then when you start including like different shades of white. Oh, definitely, yeah. The the official artwork on the box even has it. Like they've got some the white armor and then some off white, you know, pants mm-hmm. and uh, skirting and whatnot. So, so now I haven't seen anything from Sarastro yet because I mean, let's face it, he's kind of the uh, <laughs> the go to guy. For the go to guy for anybody Legion. who wants to put together, you know, good painting tutorials between him and Duncan, um, but. From what I've seen and some, you know, recommend, recommended tips from people, I kind of came up with my own strategy on how to paint these and make them as easy as what we saw from the Stormtroopers. So what's your plan? So the Stormtroopers, just to kind of recap with that, um, I talked about spraying it gray. Yeah, the Mechanicus gray. Yeah, Mechanicus gray or any other Army you painter, know, lighter yeah, gray that yeah. you can find. Um, and then doing a zenithal highlight with white, which means spraying from the top down and also maybe at like a 45-degree angle getting it, you know, a white color there, and then you'll have that natural, darker shadow in between the crevices. So we're mm-hmm. still we're still going to stick with that to start with, okay? But that's that's the, how we started with the Stormtroopers. Then with the Stormtroopers, we would do the details of, of black. So do the, the visors, the little eyebrow piece, the, the joints in between the armor, the hands, and the gun. Do all those in black. And then once you're finished with that and it's all dry, then you would spray the whole thing with a gloss varnish, and the gloss varnish then kind of acts like a uh, like a shield a little bit, and you're gonna pour a half mixture. Well, not pour, but you're gonna use a half mixture of uh, any kind of medium. Uh, Lamian medium is what I use from Citadel, and then a gloss um, oil, like a, a black oil. So I use Nuln oil from GW, and you mix about half and a half mixture of those, and then you just go over the entire model. And because you've got that gloss varnish already on there, it kind of acts like a uh, like a water repellent. Okay. And that lighter colored null oil will actually pour into those crevices and form like a really nice shadow. And that's all you have to do. You don't need to go through and, you know, you, you can if you want go back through and touch up highlights and stuff. But it really acts to, to give you a quick down and dirty white and it, it looks really good. Um, now with the, sto- with the snow troopers, because you have a different white in there, and it doesn't all come out as gloss. My my change of suggestion would be to go over it with a bone white. Okay. Now, if you look at a lot of the, uh, I think GW, I think it's called um, your shabti bone. Your shabti bone. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So uh, basically, it just like a like a eggshell white, like a cream white, something like along the lines of that. And after you've already done the top zenithal highlight with the regular white, go over the sleeves, go over the cape. Um, all the, the the pieces, if you look at the the box art, that are going to show up as being just kind of that like that off white color. So go over those, 
And then once you have all that done and that's dried, go over that just those parts with sep uh, seraphim sepia or any other like sepia color wash. And that's a little bit different. It's a it, it gives like an aged kind of uh, well a, a shadowed a shadowed yellow yeah. almost. Um, but once you have that, then you go through and do the other steps that I talked about. So do the same gloss varnish on top, then do all the parts that are going to be white. Do that with the half and half mixture of null oil and the medium. And what that's going to do is that's, it's still going to give you that gloss appearance on the white armor, but you're going to have that beige color or that mm -hmm. you know that yellowish, dirty looking brown color for the uh, the cloth parts. Yeah, and I think that'll give you enough enough of a, a distinction between those while still giving it the the light color appearance. Yeah, I can't wait to see uh, what some people come up with some off color schemes. So mm -hmm. that that's great uh, for being true to the the movie kind yeah. of uh, color scheme. What I'm waiting for is like the uh, Clone Wars guys that kind of had the same outfit in the purples and the uh, I think okay. some yellows. Yeah. I could see some people trying to do that uh, because they did have that kind of face mask look and i think if you played the original battlefront 2 they were featured in there as one of the characters but uh people are getting really creative with this game and the different paint schemes somebody was uh had posted up some pictures on the legion group uh of them they wearing like the star trek they had done yeah the the, the shirts from star trek so you had your red shirts out there and, yeah. the, and the stormtroopers and did you see how they painted their uh veers yes the cobra <laughs> commander veers yeah <laughs> And I could totally see that with the uh, these new snowtroopers too. Oh sure, because they look like they fit perfectly within the the Cobra like GI Joe. And then yeah, I think he also had a Hello Kitty Vader. So clearly, <laughs> some did. people are not taking this quite as like, <laughs> oh, it's got to be true to the movies or the lore. But, no, uh, I mean, we got some people here doing creative things, and we yeah. talked already about Joe doing his uh, his the, the sneaker pimps. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got all of his snow or stormtroopers and Jordans. Uh, we had one guy who's doing all of his rebel troopers and bro tanks. Bro tanks, <laughs> like uh, like wife beaters or oh, you know, oh okay. white tank tops. Wow, yeah. wow, wow. Almost really? looking like uh, like Katachins from uh, from Forty K. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I don't know if they're like going for like the, the whole the whole predator look. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, you see some a lot, of, a lot of creative paint schemes, and I think you could also do you know with snowtroopers, you wouldn't necessarily have to do so, say you're doing a you know an Endor or a Tatooine theme. You could easily do these in a, a light brown color as well. Oh sure, yeah. You know, to kind of give off that, you know, just say, so, oh, it's just hostile environment yeah. gear. You yeah, know, exactly. It's not necessarily, you know, cold weather, but uh, it's a, they've got AC piping in here, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty nice. But uh, so Leia's coming out soon too. Well, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. First, we're going to take a little quick break and uh, get a oh, couple boy. messages from our sponsors. But yeah, I got some stuff for Leia. Okay, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Tune in every Wednesday to Radio Free Tatooine, a Star Wars podcast that's better than some and worse than others. Take a trip to a water cooler far, far away as we bring some casual, fun conversation into the Star Wars podcasting community. Hosted by me, Sean, my sister Amy, and John. Radio Free Tatooine. We may not know what we're talking about, but we sure know how to record it. For more, visit RadioFreeTatooine.com, a proud member of the Radio Free Tatooine Podcast Network. You're listening to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tattooing Network, recorded on location at Power 9 Games. Whether you're looking for the latest releases from Legion, X-Wing, 40K, Magic, or any of our other extensive inventory of board and card games, 
Head to Power9Games.com and use coupon code OUTRIDER10 to get 10% off your order. Plus, shipping is free on orders over $100. Now, back to the Outriders. Welcome back, Outriders. John and Matt here. We're getting back into the main topic for today's uh, conversation. We're looking at the new Princess Leia card that's going to be coming out. So, Princess Leia, I'm super excited for her as a Rebel player because so far we've only had Luke. All the Imperial players get all these new toys with Snowtroopers and General Veers. Dadgummit, it's the Rebels turn, right? right? Yeah, we need something. So, we got ourselves the new Princess Leia coming out. I believe we have a release date on that and the uh, Rebel Commandos as well. Uh, I think it was... May 24th when it was supposed to be coming out, uh, according to the forums. But um, with the new Leia release coming out, we saw the final card that she's being released with. And I'm telling you right now, man, I am pretty stoked about that. We've got three cards now all being released. Her uh, coordinated bombardment we had seen already. And this one's kind of like the General Veers card that we saw in the first place. Um, He's got the one that allows you to shoot a uh, kind of a a preemptive strike that... uh, Range four plus, um, you know, four red dice out there. And uh, Princess Leia's got one that's kind of similar, but instead of being directed at one, she can actually fire at up to three units at up to, or over range four with two red dice. So this gives you not as much, you know, focused, yeah. Not as much focused fire, but you can, you know, kind of spread the damage around a little bit. Yeah. Throw some extra suppression out there. So that's kind of nice. Yeah, no, that it sounds like a really nice option to like put a little points, like you said, mm-hmm. uh, just out in there. Hey, this unit was planning on using two actions this turn. Well, maybe not now. Because, yeah, and, and yeah. that's that's probably what I would use it for. You know, not, I was thinking with with Veers, you know, you might want to try to, especially with the immune to deflect ability, you know, throw it out there on a you know a Jedi right away or the commander. But <laughs> with this one, you can you know slow units down by getting suppression before the battle even really starts. Sure. So, uh, and I, I just looked at the dates. Yep. Uh, nothing for the commandos yet. Nothing official anyways. Okay. And Leia is slated for the 24th of this month. 24th. So there we go. That's fantastic. I'm really excited uh, for the release schedule that they've kind of hit now. We had Veers uh, almost a month ago-ish, mm-hmm. uh, like two, three weeks ago. And Snowtroopers dropped today. We've got uh, Leia in a couple of weeks. So every two to three weeks, a uh, new unit. Hey, keep up the cadence. That sounds oh, great. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, you know, who knows if they're going to maintain that same pace, but uh, yeah. for right now, that's that's great. Well, it kind of helps out too because they have so many of their, uh, so many of the units are out of stock right now. Uh, I know a lot of stores like ourselves are having trouble stocking. We grabbed as many Veers as we could. I don't expect the stock to last a whole lot of time, but Veers is already out at, dist- at distribution. Snowtroopers already out at distribution as well. Plus, you know, the Rebel troops and the Stormtroopers themselves are hard to come by. Not to mention bikes, AT. STs are almost gone, so if you're thinking about uh, grabbing a unit, definitely do so <laughs> before long because I have no idea when they're going to get back in stock. I mean, that, that bodes well for the future of the game if we've got, you know, distribution. I don't think it has to do with the lack of supply. I think it's just people have been selling them that quickly. Yeah, I'm hoping that's the case is that uh, it's just really, really popular and they're able to spin up new production quickly to fulfill it because I mean, we talked early on about the troubles like Armada had when it came out and you just couldn't get any supply for months on end. That'll kill a game. You know, if you can't, you got people that are interested but they can't buy the game and then well, never mind that ship has sailed. I'll, I'll play something else in the meantime. So... Uh, but at least for release days, it seems like there seems to be plenty of stock. Just people are really excited and buying extras and all that. But uh, yeah, Leia, 
I'll definitely, I'll definitely have to pre-order my copy of Leia because I'm not. Oh, you haven't yet? Oh my goodness! I, I'm going to as soon as we finish this show because I, I do not want to be left without Leia the day it comes out. No, she's going to be a really important piece for the Rebel forces. I think uh, she is. Yeah. Uh, what kind of list do you think you're going to be putting her with? Well, let me let me finish going over the, the oh, cards. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, because, I jumped in there. Yeah. So the, the three cards that she was released with, uh, we knew about the first two. Like I said, the coordinated bombardment we had seen, and then no time for sorrows, which was the one that allows her to give. Uh, it's a two-pip card with giving orders to two troopers, and whenever a friendly trooper unit is issued an order, it performs a speed one move. So it allows you to kind of, you know, pre-set up your guys how you want them before they even actually have to activate. So, I mean, the, both of those cards were good. And then, oh, this man. week, we saw the big one, the uh, somebody has to save our skins. So besides being a little bit, you know, <laughs> and it's, it's cool because she's standing there like in the scene where she says it on the art of the card. Exactly. So, hey, cool. So this one this one got Josh in a little bit of a tiff. So he's not, he's <laughs> what? Not, he's not here to talk about it yet. So oh, we're, sure. we're going to talk about it without you know having to let him rant. And how it's all awesome and everybody <laughs> is happy for it. I'm happy for it, I'll tell you that much, as a uh, Rebel player. The, the Veer's jealousy, <laughs> man. So it's a three-pip card. And when you play it, uh, Leia can activate a friendly unit at range one to two with a face-up. Or excuse me, so it allows you to order issue orders to her and two other units. Yeah. And once you activate Leia, you can act then activate a friendly unit at range one to two with a face-up order token immediately after her activation. So not only does that give you full two full activations in a row, but it also gives Leia the opportunity to work in tandem with another unit. Uh, potentially launching a devastating attack or hunkering down out of harm's way. So, I mean, that's that leaves a whole lot of room up for strategy because that's the first time we've seen a card that allows you to essentially... Chain back-to-back activations. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that not only is it unique, I think it's very powerful as well. Absolutely. And she she's not Luke. You know, she's not going to be out there in the front lines trying to hack apart your enemy's units. Hey, hey man, she's got martial arts. But, you know? That's true. She <laughs> does, yeah. But she's a, she's a force multiplier. You know, yeah. she's going to make everything around you better. And I'm looking at, like, how she, like the synergy she can have with other units. And I'm thinking, like, man, like, her and Luke together mm-hmm. is going to be great. Oh, yeah. No, I think that's going to be the first list I'd try is going to yeah. be her and Luke. And, uh, you know, her and a trooper-heavy Mm-hmm. Trooper heavy and tro- trooper heavy is kind of the meta right now, anyway. From what I've seen, yeah, people are taking you know a lot of advantage of using like six troopers, you know, and kidding them out, and then maybe maybe sprinkling in an ATRT or maybe sprinkling in some bikes with it. Oh, definitely, I think bikes are the go-to for that. But yeah, yeah. but we're we're seeing you know a lot of people getting used out of troops, and then you get somebody like Leia who just multiplies their effectiveness and makes cheap. it all hum. Oh yeah, ninety points and ninety points. So you know. Veers is 80, but you got a few things you got to throw in there with him. For what Leia does, I feel like 90 points is a bargain. Yeah. I, I have no problem with adding her and Luke together. Because you figure Luke, you know, you kid him out with, uh, you know, battle meditation and, you know, probably force reflexes. He's, he's sitting around about 185 points, which is still a lot cheaper than Vader. And then yeah. you throw Leia on there with, you know, yeah, you want bones. You want your esteemed leader, I think, with her. Yeah, uh, I mean to, it's it's an option. I don't yeah. I don't think it's a I must think. take if you're if you're doing dual commanders. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh it's just that six health, you know, 
with no like immune to Pierce or anything like that, that uh, kind of helps the other Jedi. But uh, she's also only got a white defense dice as well. That's true. Yeah. So not quite. I mean, I don't think Luke is terribly tanky, but she's definitely not that. So I don't know. I think I'd run her with that. But uh, yeah, she's also got the uh, two command on there yep, as well. That's, yeah. I mean, that makes her a little softer to hit than than Luke. But um, I mean, she does have other things that you know she has nimble. Yeah, that's really um, nice. So. so she's got that for it. Uh, she can do take cover. So uh, choose up to two friendly units at range one. Each chosen unit can gain a dodge token. So if you want to issue that in combination with the Steam Leader. It'd be kind of fun to uh, deal with Luke's card where he gives out uh, dodge tokens to troopers because I think he can hit her with that. Sure, she's I'll have to go back and double check. But, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I think you're right. And with Nimble, hey, you know, more, more bang for your buck. Yeah, so and of course... Luke's a trooper, so if mm-hmm. you want to if you want to use him with that, somebody's got to save our skins. You can have him act right Boom. after her. So the, the twins working well together. <laughs> exactly. Imagine using that, getting into combat, and then using Son of Skywalker the next turn. Oh, yeah. So mean. <laughs> I can I can almost hear Josh wailing from across town. <laughs> Sorry, your work, buddy. <laughs> so there's a lot of a lot of unique play styles that are going to open up with her and. Like I said, I'm I'm super excited about that. I'm also excited to see what's going to happen. You know, we don't know that much about Han yet, mm-hmm. but I feel like there's going to be a lot of synergy working with her and Han as well. Yeah, especially with with Han being cheaper than Luke. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, gosh, I don't have Han's card in front of me, but I want to say he's nearly as cheap as Leia. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe he's he's under 100 points. Um, and he's just very shooty and all that. So there there could be some fun there getting. Uh, using her abilities to manipulate him into advantageous situations yeah. where he can get shots off with that DL44. And I'm, and I'm excited for it because I admittedly like playing troopers more than I like playing big vehicles. Hey, more more points to spend on your uh, troopers and supporting them. Yep, so. yep. so I think there's going to be a lot, of, a lot of unique play styles, a lot of uh, you know, maneuverability and you know games within the games we're going to start seeing with, uh, with Leia. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it, needless to say. Yeah, and I think any rebel player is going to at least have some fun with her. Whether she takes over the meta like uh, Veers kind of has, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. But I just like the the fact that the flexibility on the uh, somebody has to save our skins doesn't necessitate a trooper. You can have an airspeeder if it's within range to two, yeah. or, or an ATRT or anything like that. Uh, the only the only yeah. issue being it is a three pip card. It is. So chances That's are fair. you may not be going first. No, but then you get to go twice. Exactly. So you can go so. You know, second and third, which which is great. But if you have that one unit that absolutely has to go first, maybe that's not the card you want to play. No, no, absolutely not. You, you definitely got to keep your overall game plan in mind with like, do is it critical that I go first this turn? If it is, probably not that one then. That's when you go for the Son of Skywalker or yeah, something exactly. else. <laughs> but then, you know, playing this weekend with the, uh, the Grand Army, and for the first time, I guess, incorporating some of the Imperial cards into the Rebel cards, I think we're going to start seeing more strategy going into how to build your command hand. Yeah. Because with... Well, we've got options now. Yeah. So, so I, I think uh, before, whereas it was just, you know, you you had to take the, the default four, you know, four standard cards and the three cards that came with your commander, now it leaves a little bit more options. It also plays into it, like, how big of an impact it is when you lose one of those commanders then. Oh, sure. having, having half your command hand just disappear. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it also depends on how you construct your deck. If you are taking some of their uniques, 
uh, if you've got three of Leia's. Uh, the cool thing about having the double commander is you don't have to. You can always just go with the generic, you know, pushes or assaults or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that it would necessarily be the right choice there. Can't think of really any downsides to take yeah, it. Other than know. you would lose those ones if Luke or Leia or, or Han bit the dust. True. I mean, other than standing orders, I don't foresee, I don't see any of those other cards being <laughs> better than, than what you have. Yeah, and, exactly. And standing so, orders, you're going to always get to take It doesn't really anyway. hurt you other than if you're planning to be very aggressive and you may not want to lose those low pip cards uh, if you've spent your other ones. You've already used Leia's Assault, you know, card mm-hmm. at uh, one. Yeah, and I feel like with Leia, you're also going to have to have an escort for her. Oh, absolutely. Even if even yeah. if you don't use, I think with the seam leader, yeah, with I mean, yeah. you definitely have to have it. But even without it, I think keeping a couple of units close to her is probably going to be necessary. Yeah, I think the actually the fleet guard when they come out is going to be pretty sweet, um, just because they have that one range one to two limitation on their DH seventeens. DH seventeen. Yeah, I think so. But uh, anyways, they're, they're little uh, pistols that uh, she's going to help them be a little bit more maneuverable, maybe catch somebody out. Like, oh, I thought you weren't going to be in range this turn. Turns out, haha, here here's Fleet Guard because I moved them up. Do you think that um, with having Leia, it's going to be still more of a defensive strategy for Rebels? Or do you think that it's going to allow her to have a little bit more offense? Huh. Because that's kind of been like I, I think you want yeah I think you want to be pushing things forward taking objectives with her I mean what's the use of the extra mobility if you're you know using it to backpedal Yeah I, I would um, agree with that uh, Yeah I mean if you're able to move pop out and then you can still you know aim and you know shoot it'll be a lot more effective than you know having to move and then just shoot um, But I think one thing with uh, with Leia that we're gonna probably see going forward is. Uh, with her, with the, the fleet troopers, I think that you're going to definitely have to see more line of sight blocking terrain. Yeah. And yeah, that's something we've been determining. Uh, yeah, that you just need to have stuff that can screen for, you know, large units, small units. Line of sight is uh, really p- powerful in this game, you know, with uh, guns that can reach across the table. Yeah, and, and you know, with most of these, well, the fleet troopers at least, you know, you're looking at... Uh, <laughs> They're looking at, you know, range two being their, their maximum fire range, so maybe a bit of an issue. Oh, and just to clarify, one thing that I'd said earlier that Leia and the Rebel Commandos are coming out May 24th. Got a little ahead of myself. The uh, Rebel Commandos are coming out with Han later yes, on. yeah. So we actually have a release date for the Fleet Troopers, though, right? Yes, they will, they will, they're actually coming out uh, simultaneous with Leia, so that's actually really cool to have a double drop on that day. Awesome. So that's that's great. So we got both of those units coming out then before the end of the month. So Rebels will be on the same playing field as Imperial as well. We'll have the same number of options, at least. We'll put it that way. They'll have the moral high ground as well. <laughs> so we one of the things that we uh, recently saw from FFG that you just got as the you know owner and proprietor here of uh, Power 9 Games, you got the kit for the actual yeah the, the, the recruitment kit, kit, recruitment kit. Thank yeah you. uh yeah very cool stuff it's a little bit more than their previous kits but there's a little bit more going on they've got the uh, full art cards for the troops so those are pretty sweet with the little arobash script on top but uh, they've got the stormtroopers and rebel troopers so you have a little bit extra swag for that uh they've got the rebel and imperial 
command upgrade tokens that are little metal coins, though, too. Nice. That are pretty sweet. They've got silver and gold. I'm not sure if they, you can hear them clinking around here. But yeah, the, <laughs> the gold is a rebel, so there's the imperial silver. So a little, little extra swags. But uh, one of the things that they're doing is you can run this kit, and what we're probably going to be doing is there's an escalation league. Uh, style setup that we're going to be doing from week to week uh, to onboard new players and uh, just give people a chance to paint up as they go if they want to or just try out different lists that they may not play otherwise. So with the Escalation League, um, do you know at all like the point values or the number of units you're going to start with for that? Yeah, we're probably going to go with what they recommend. Uh, there's a little tournament guide on their uh, resources page on FFG. But uh, basically, uh, it's supposed to be split between four rounds. We'll split it between four weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, first round is 350-point uh, max with one commander unit, two to four core units, uh, zero one special forces, which don't exist yet. Yeah. <laughs> Zero one support and zero heavy units. So the first week okay. is mostly focused on you know smaller engagements. Three hundred fifty points obviously isn't a whole lot to play with. I mean, if you're but, if you're playing uh, with Vader, that's already yeah. Like more than so half it, of it's that. I'm actually really glad to, uh, the timing of this because now we have options uh, for commanders. We uh, rebel players can you know get get away with using Luke for this in the meantime until uh, Leia comes out. But, uh, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, then the, the following week we'll upgrade to 500 points. And uh, other than that, it adds in some options for more support units. You can actually bring a heavy if you want to. And up to two Special Forces units that still don't exist. Okay. But oh. will eventually. <laughs> uh, round three is 650. And uh, that's getting closer to what we recognize. So it uh, brings up the minimum to three core units, three to six, and then O2 on the uh, special forces and support units, one to two commanders. So you can get a second commander in there if you want. And then round four is the full 800-point game that we're all used to. Okay, so it basically allows new players who are gradually getting into it, maybe they don't have money to be buying expansion packs on top of the starter box. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you can, can play out of the core set for the, at least the first two weeks. Exactly, yeah. So that's cool. It gives a good option for people who you know want to learn the game before jumping into the full 800 points. Because we, we did that too. You know, when, yeah. we, when we first started, we played with only what was in the starter box. Yeah, yeah, we definitely had those uh, little intro starter games. Uh, they seem so like so long ago. They really but, does, yeah. I know, right? Uh, now there were all these grizzled veterans of <laughs> possibly a dozen games. I've but, seen things. <laughs> <laughs> Turned you white? Uh, but it's going to be really nice to... and. Play at the lower points totals because uh, we've been really hammering those 800-point games. So it's nice to mix it up again. We did the, the doubles event. So this will be another uh, opportunity for folks to try something a little bit different, You know, maybe scale it back a little, get to the fundamentals of the game. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'll definitely be participating. I'm sure you will too. Oh, absolutely. We'll, we'll strong-arm Josh into showing up as well. <laughs> right. That would be like the the third Saturday of the month that ends in a Y. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be. Yeah, we'll we'll make sure the stars are in alignment. But uh, yeah, hey, with that kit, it also came with a uh, some player um, some player point counters, right? Some uh, yeah. So there's there's painting awards in there too for people. They're going to be painting along as well. Um, there's little nice little art things. Uh, there's little reminder cards for choosing the month's operation and when it's going to start and end. And then you can actually track uh, players' names, the games they've played, uh, patronage. I'm not really sure. What Did you see what they mean with the patronage? 
Um, maybe if they buy something here. No, oh, I could be. I, I'm they, not sure. They paid in or something, but I'll double check that. But it can track the numbers of uh, games they played, operations they've achieved, and uh, major achievements. So sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, so a good way to build the community. Yeah, which no. is, I mean, I think even more important than just playing the game itself. Because oh yeah. You know, that's what this is all about. You, you could be the best player in your area and just know everything about the game, but if nobody else is playing it with you, then... <laughs> nobody wants to be the best at playing with himself, right? Yeah. <laughs> I will remain conspicuously silent on that and let you think about what you just said. <laughs> all right, I guess we'll, I'll put myself in timeout. <laughs> <laughs> you go stand over there with Josh now. <laughs> well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. Um, anything else you want to get into at all? No, but uh, if we if you get a chance, uh, we're going to be uh, hosting some more uh, live stream events here coming up soon. Uh, I actually need to talk to you about that. Uh, we'll have some more details on that, so uh, do some battle reports uh, coming up. If you ever want to reach uh, myself on Twitter, you can hit me at Frontier Gaming C at Frontier Gaming Channel. Uh, and I'm on there, more than happy to respond. Uh, as always, Josh is on top of our Twitter feed, uh, Legion Outriders, uh, as well as our Facebook content. Yeah, so hit us up and uh, let us know what kind of stuff you want to hear about. You know, it's kind of we're at like one of those points where it's like, all right, so we're starting to see the the lists change and the the meta is starting to shape. So give us your pointers. Get us, give us what you yeah. guys think is winning in your area because. We only know what's going on here in the, you know, we've the got our little area. Yeah. But uh, definitely there's, uh, until we start seeing bigger kind of national events, that's when things are really going to uh, take off for what, what's hot and what's not. All right, folks, that's our show for this week. Just want to remind you that the Legion Outrider podcast is brought to you by the Radio Free Tatooine Network, a podcast network that's better than some and worse than others. To see the full lineup of shows, head to radiofreetatooine.com. See you next week, Outriders. You've been listening to the Legion Outriders podcast, a member of the Radio Free Tatooine Network. At the end, do you understand? For more from the Outriders, make sure you like us on Twitter at Legion Outriders, subscribe to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Legion Outriders, and make sure you like and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for listening. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home.